Mr. J-Man. Thank you, Alan. All right. We got some um, uh, sports issues and a lot of things that we need to talk about tonight. Let's get the NBA stuff out of the way. Okay. Let's start with that. All right. First off, Russell Westbrook is petty on 1,000. Just super petty. He sends his extension on the day of Kevin Durant's birthday. Like, it, is there any, if there was any day to sign of extension, he chose that day on purpose. He knew he was going to resign. So he says, you know what? To add insult to injury, to let him know I'm still not over this. For you leaving, I'm going to not only sign the extension with the team you left, but I'm going to sign it on the day of your birthday so you know I still feel the type of way about it, right? And then let's transition to that. Besides it, outside of his pettiness, I don't think we talked about it on the Cyclone, but if you don't know, Wade is in Cleveland, and I still think they haven't done a They've done enough to upgrade themselves statistically, but they've done nothing to make themselves better in the long term. They've pretty much said, we're loading up for this year. Give LeBron whatever we can afford to give him, and let's try to win something. And Lonzo Ball looked okay in his first preseason game. The shot wasn't falling. Not too worried about it, but these are some of the same shots he was taking while he was at UCLA, so it's nothing alarming. He's not playing outside of his game, and you know, he has nowhere to go but up, because you've seen his summer league debut he had a bad shoot night now if he puts together a good shoot night and all those shots are falling that's a really good stat line you know what i'm saying what was it two steals nine assists i don't even remember how many rebounds but you know that he's flirting with a triple double if his shots are falling you know he only have five points i'm gonna talk about my sleepers of who i think might be really good in the beginning of the season and you know eventually teams all start to fall in place I don't pay too much of attention the first two months of the season because last year the Clippers looked really good the first two months and then they, you know, became the Clippers. So that's it right there. Other than that, I don't really think anything, well, besides Kyrie Irving, but we talked about that. And they're, they're pretty much set for the future. They need to add another star. Jason Tatum needs to become a star. Jalen Brown needs to turn into something because... They gave that Brooklyn pick to Cleveland, and unless they're going to flip that for another player, I don't see where that's going. But that's pretty much all I got. Anything to add to that, L? All right. First and foremost, yeah, they are going all in for one year, but they also built the future by that trade for the Brooklyn pick. Okay, hold on, hold on. But but we all know, we, we, we can look it up right now. I can look it up right now. It takes about four to five years for that future to manifest in anything. Anytime you pick a draft pick, it takes four to five years for that pick to look anything like a star, anything like an impact player. The only players that really turn into something are generational talents, like from day but one. what is the NBA about? What is the number one thing, other than the fans? What is the number one thing? It's about championships. Yes. They're going all in for the championship this year because they are scared over what LeBron is doing right now. Like, they don't know if wait, he's who, wait, 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 who's scared? We don't, we don't know. Wait, Cleveland's scared? Yeah. Are you kidding me? The owner is terrified. No, 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 no. He shouldn't be as terrified because, okay, let's look at it like this, right? He's not going to L.A. Russell just signed an extension, and Paul George looks like he's staying. Melo just went to OKC, which I forgot to mention, but Melo, you know, finally left New York. So Wade is in Cleveland with him. So where would he go? Who has the money to keep him? I don't, for some unbeknownst reason, people still think it's going to be the Lakers. And I'm like, why would he want to go there? 
but I, trust I, I can't. Me, well, throw me a wild card. Like who? Who? Who would be good enough to say, "Hey, you know what? We can take LeBron's contract. This is an enticing situation over here. Come with us." I make a case for the Timberwolves, maybe. How how does he fit with that though? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you have Wiggins and LeBron, and they play together like they should have from the get go. Okay, here's my thing. Wiggins is great, right? But Wiggins, Wiggins, he 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 reminds me of Jeff Green, and here's why, right? Jeff Green has all the physical attributes, and he shows flashes of brilliance, but never puts it together. Remember when LeBron was playing for Miami? And Jeff Green was still with Boston, and he had that 43-point game, and he went point for point with LeBron that night. Yeah. That is a game where he finally put it all together, and he had it on full display. But pretty much, Paul George is what Jeff Green could be, right, on a, on a nightly basis, right? Yeah. But he just never puts it together. And, like, it frustrates me. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, if he just puts it together, he has it all, it's all there. And that's where I'm kind of like, he, Andrew Wiggins isn't all there. He's there offensively, he just doesn't lock in defensively. And you know, Tibbs is a defense guy. That's why he loves Jimmy. And I'm pretty sure he got inside the GM's ear like, hey, we need this guy. Let's get him. Whatever we got to give up. And you know, as much as I like Zach Levine, I really do, they got rid of him. And they gave up on Chris Dunn early. So we'll see if Chris Dunn was actually worth the five, number five overall pick. Or was he like, there was a flag on him. Tibbs didn't like it. So he got rid of him before it got worse and wasted any more time on him. True. But remember, the Lakers can afford LeBron James next year. But you know he doesn't like you. Like, listen, you're going to have to give up something for him, you know? So... Who, well, no, he he can opt out and become a free agent. Yeah, and but listen, even but no, 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 even I'm, I'm saying like, all right, they've signed a free agency, right? LeBron is always and always will be in ever since his prime in win now mode. He's not in let's build in a couple years. His prime is now, and it's not going to last very long. So it's kind of like, hey, what do we have to give up now? Julius Randle, Clarkson. You can keep Ingram if he's showing improvements. You keep Lonzo because he's the future. You got to keep two of those guys. And then you add some pieces around them that can play now. So that it's kind of the mode LeBron's in. Okay. Actually, I do agree with that completely. The other option I could even consider maybe the Knicks, but that's not going to nah, happen. Trust me. Porzingis is the man over there now, and he wants to see what he can do on his own. Phil's out of there. Melo's gone. They got a new regime in there. Hopefully, hopefully they do better and the drastic picks are better guys are more enticed to come there free agent wise and then they don't make the mistake of giving up all the players just to get the guy they'll wait to a free agency say hey you want to come with us come with us in the free agency we'll sign you the money we won't give up everything to have you and we'll be fine but no i actually think this cavaliers team is built to win i think they will win the finals this year i don't see it, i man. have this weird the feeling. matchups are terrible look at the matchups on paper man like, look at it. So, you have an old Derrick Rose, right? Isaiah he's Thomas. Old, he's 26. Knee-wise, bro. He has a lot of mileage on his knees. He has a lot of mileage on his knees. You have an old Derrick Rose. 
Isaiah Thomas has they got him coming off hip surgery. He's not going to be back till January. He doesn't play enough day. The second half of the season, he's going to be trying to get in basketball shape for ready for the playoffs. And he's going to use the first two rounds as more practice, right? So you got to get him ready for the finals. Dwayne Wade, you just hope he can play sixty plus games, and you know you rest him as much as possible. You take the pop approach, and you know rest him, keep him healthy, and you can't afford LeBron to burn out. So you try not to play him a bunch of minutes, but if they're as deep as they look on paper. When LeBron sits, they got to be able to play because before when Kyrie was there, they looked horrible. And then who do you lean on? Kevin Love? Like, I mean, he's good. He's he's not great. Also, you have Justin Thompson. You have J.R. Smith. You have, you have a lot of good players. There. All right. J.R. Smith is healthy. But when J.R. is good, he's good. But when he's bad, he's bad. That's the thing. But now we have Derrick Rose, and we're going to have Isaiah Thomas. We have Dwayne Wade to make up in case J.R. Smith is going to be sloppy. They can just immediately bench him. But J.R. Smith is like that double-edged sword. He, he can hurt you, and he can help you at the same time. And then, But when he's bad, man, he's like almost unplayable. But let's not dwell too much on this because we do need to get to the NFL. And like I said, it's only preseason. I'm only watching highlights. I'm not tuned in. You getting league pass this year? Uh, yes. Yes. All right, J.R., cool. you? I got my ways of keeping up on the basketball, don't you? <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm not going through them per se, but I have my eye on it. So you that's a ahead. no. You're going to find other methods, quote unquote, to, to, to get your your games. In. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the uh, the process in Philly. They're looking good. Ben Simmons. I don't. I didn't really watch much of Denver in those highlights. I wasn't. I'm hoping Emmanuel Moutier gets together. But if he lost his job to Jamil Nelson, they gotta get rid of him. And he's only been in the league for what two years? Yeah, at least. But um, and I know his jump shot was a question, but it didn't look bad that summer league. And it looks like he was, you know, is coming along. But if he if he lost his job out to Jamil Nelson, boy, what a waste to pick. Be- but can we explain what on earth happened to Okafer for the Sixers? You want me to explain that for real, or do you have a theory? Well, no, I never thought that any of the Okafers were really that good. They were like six men or eighth men at best. And I saw it with whatever his name was, the one the Bobcats drafted. Oh, Ameka Okafor? Yeah, wasn't that good. All right, so you want me to explain Jaleel Okafor? Yeah, like, how is this going wrong? Like, what is – do you think if you got traded, he could thrive? Or do you just think he is a bench player at best? Okay, let's – all right, let, let's go back here, all right? So, from the beginning, even at Duke, even though he won at Duke, Jaleel's game is very old school. He's very back-to-the-basket old school. But the problem with his game is he's a poor man's Brook Lopez, right? Here's why. Brick Lopez had the defensive presence enough to be able to hold his own in the league. That's why he's been able to be a 2010 guy. But, you know, foot injuries and etc. you know, with seven footers, they don't last long just because the physicality in the up and down NBA, it wears on their body after a period of time. So that's why that's what's up with Brooke Lopez. But the thing is with Jaleel is his game. Like, mind you, I've seen him play live. His presence defensively isn't there. It was the biggest knock on him. And it's magnified over the years because this is the thing when guys get drafted, right? Nobody's a finished product. Nobody. The closest guy I seen to a finished product come out was Brandon Roy. Like in years, like a guy that was ready to come out day one was close to a finished product. Brandon Roy, Carmelo Anthony. 
Carmelo just had to get the mentality to lock in on day. There are very few guys that come out finished products. Pretty much college basketball gives you the eggs and you as a franchise have to make the omelet. And it could be, you know, sucky or great. But to go back to my reference with Jaleel, Jaleel just never locked in on defense and never became enough of a presence to work on his biggest weakness of his game. And that's why you can't keep him on the floor. Like, he doesn't shoot. He's bad spacing. He's a seven-footer that is a liability at the basket. He gives up too many points. He doesn't spread the floor. And he commands the ball. But he's not even a great passing big. So you're kind of like, you can't play him. Because what he's so bad at, Joel Embiid is exceptional at. And he does everything great. He passes well. He can shoot. He spaces the floor. He's a defensive presence. He does everything that Jaleel Okafor can't do. And the the one thing Jaleel is really good at, Embiid's even better. His foot works better than Jaleel. It's not like Okafor and Joel Embiid is, like, they couldn't play because, like, because of that but what would have worked is if they had Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor because they upset each other so much that's a perfect storm Nerlens Noel would have gave you the defense and the energy you needed keep him on the floor Jaleel would have been the score and they would have you know made that work and somehow worked on his jump shot if he was really committed but because his game is so outdated and he hasn't added enough to his game to stay on the floor he's become almost unplayable it's like He's become J.R. Smith when he's cold, but he's like that all the time. And his game has phased out very quickly in Philadelphia. And I don't see him working anywhere else, like at all. Because who in the NBA wants a big that can't play defense and is very limited on offense? Like a really old school back to the basket game because God, bigs are stepping out now. Bigs are stepping out. They can dribble. They can pass. They can shoot. They become more well-rounded. Like Carl Anthony Towns, Porzingis, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. Like the list goes on. Even Brooke Lopez added to his game. He can step out and shoot it a little bit. Like he's got to evolve. And if... And it's the saying, if you don't evolve, you die. And that's what's happening to Jaleel in uh, Philly. That's actually a pretty good assessment. Sorry if it was a long-winded assessment, but, you know. No, it worked, man. Yeah. It's cool with me, man. Yeah, that, like, that's, actually, that's a pretty good assessment. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's what it is. So, why don't we talk about the NFL games tonight? Okay, I mean, so oh, you want to talk about Sunday. the development of the young quarterbacks first, or you just want to get straight into the games? Let's do the game. All right, cool. Because right. this is pretty much your ship now. It's like the NBA. I kind of take control. This is this is your show now. So the first game, it was the Thursday night game. It was the Packers and the Bears, and the Packers just destroyed this game. I don't have too much to say about this game. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and Mike Lennon will be Mike Lennon. Well, he got benched now. I think yeah, uh, I I think um our our boy Mitch is starting starting next week. Or this week. Yeah, the Bears looked absolutely horrendous. They took a really bad cheap shot at a Packers receiver, which pissed me off. But the Packers were just clearly superior. Like, seriously, the Packers execute on all levels. This team is still the real deal, even after, like, 90 years of this. Well, when you have Aaron Rodgers... Like he he's gonna win you games. Let's let's be honest. And Chicago has been dysfunctional, and they're trying to have a quarterback save. Like, listen, the head coach he needs his quarterback to save his job. They overpaid for Mike Glennon. He doesn't look good. He's rattled mentally. He's not there, and he's looking over his shoulder. You never want your quarterback looking over his shoulder. Like, man, if I make another mistake, are they gonna pull the plug? And that's the problem. They they've created so much 
anxiety and, and dysfunction within that team the play's horrible like look at well-run franchises right the quarterback knows he's the starting quarterback the backup knows he's a backup and knows he's not going to play but at any moment if the starting quarterback goes down he knows he has to step in do his job hold it down to the starting quarterback's healthy right and the defense knows their assignments they know what to do and they try not to beat themselves and that's kind of how the team and the team's on the same page but with Chicago it's like there's no identity on defense you have this number two overall pick you want to play him now you know he's not ready but the guy you overpaid for isn't quite playing that well so you he's looking over his shoulder trying to keep the young guy at bay keep his job and you know keep his money and then he's mentally he's just not all there mentally he's too worried he's worried about all the wrong things instead of trying to win football games and then the worse he plays he knows the end is looming and man I'm gonna lose my job to this guy and that's not a way to play it's playing like you never want to play looking over your shoulder that's the worst thing you could do for a quarterback and like Cleveland Cleveland's a terrible range franchise no offense but they are why do you say Brock Osweiler is the preseason starter and then you end up starting Kaiser? He's in over his head, right? He has potential, but he's in over his head. And now you guys look bad and you're now you're in the Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold sweet stakes to try to get a quarterback. But you still need to build your offensive line. We'll get to that. We will get to that. But I'm just Browns. saying well-run franchises. Like if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback, basically. So before the show, me and Jay talked. And Jay asked me a really good question, like one of the best questions I've heard about this in football, especially contained Bears. I've had a lot of questions, but this was one that didn't make sense. Jay said, would the Bears have been better if they used Josh McCown or Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starting quarterback for the Bears? My answer is yes, absolutely, without question. Like, seriously, you don't pay $15 million for a quarterback or whatever the hell is salaries, but it's really high, isn't it? Yeah, you had it right. It's fifteen million. And then he was just supposed to be a start gap quarterback, and you paid fifteen million dollars. That was stupid. That was a horrible move. And I, I knew, like, seriously, Glennon's still young, and like, I don't really get what they were thinking with this. I don't know, Jay. What's your thoughts on this one? I'm sorry, it's eighteen million. Point eight, eighteen point five year? million over over three years. Oh, he cost too much money. You paid this much money, and then you specifically move up to the draft to get Mitchell Trubisky in number two. Right? Why did you sign him in the first place? You could have gotten a quarterback like Fitzpatrick or McCown because at least you know they would win you some games. Well, considering who actually owns the Bears, looking over at the McCaskies, they haven't made sense for years. You understand uh, what I mean? Yes. Like, these the are the same people that got rid of Mike Ditka. You know, the guy who actually won them some great games. I don't know. This team really is a hot mess right now. Like, if anything, it would be great for to have a strong veteran quarterback other than Mike Glennon. But, you see, apparently they don't care about how they spend their money or use it. They could have had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hell, they could have had Kaepernick. But, you know, they didn't want to work with that. Actually, Kaepernick would have been fine for the Bears. He, yeah, uh, I mean, okay, yeah. maybe, but I, I'm I'm still shaky about that offensive line. I would love to see him get a job, but no, I, I don't no, want to see him in Chicago. Can do some runs and stuff, like you know what I mean. He knows how to scramble. He's a versatile out. quarterback. He, he is a versatile quarterback, and he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been a sitting duck back there. But here's my problem with just Chicago. Period. Right? You were right to say that maybe like Josh McCown, get somebody who knows the system, knows what they're doing, and to be able to teach Mitch 
the offense, right? And exactly. have him kind of prepare. Because listen, Mike Glennon wasn't there last year. He was in Tampa Bay. He was be- he was sitting behind James Winston. Didn't he sit behind McCown and then he came in after McCown? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My issue here is like, for it, you should have signed McCown. Should have done something like that. Glennon was so unproven already. Like, wait, he started like three games, and I think he lost every one. Yeah. Yeah, but much. the thing is, Mitch isn't ready to go yet because he's a project. And they're one in three, so they're pretty. I'm like, listen. If you're going to be terrible, be terrible. So here's my thing, right? If you want your starting... $18 million on stopgap unproven quarterback. I've seen worse. But so listen, bad. all right, so you know how they kind of rolled out Jared Goff till maybe like midseason? Sorry, sorry, sorry. They didn't start him till midseason? Yeah, yeah actually, it's Kingdom started that year. Yeah, I'm saying you ride out Mike Glennon till midseason. Ride him out till midseason. You know you're, go- you know you're not going to the playoffs. You know you're not going to be competitive. But Mike Glennon's your best shot. I don't like you putting in Mitch week four is not only waving the white flag. It's also saying get out there, kid, and learn. And he's trying to save his job. And listen, Mitch isn't saving anybody's job right now. So right now, the head coach needs to just pack his bags and and try to look for another coaching job somewhere else. Didn't this happen both in Carolina and Jacksonville? Yeah. See, this is what I don't understand from head coaches, right? History is not kind, right? And history repeats itself very often, especially with terrible franchises, right? If you're a head coach, right, you get the number one, number two overall pick, you draft the quarterback, whether you trade up to get him or you draft him there, right? Five years, you might not be there, right? right. Matthew stayed there is five years, right? Right. And sometimes the coach, the, the head coaches are unfairly fired, like, um, was it Lovey Smith? He, I feel like he was unfairly fired inside Tampa Bay. Like, James Winston was getting it. They were making progressions, but they fired him anyway, right? You're not going to be there in five years anyway. It doesn't make sense to put a young quarterback in danger already when you know he's not ready. Write out the guy you paid out $18 million for. Ride it to the wheels fall off. Makes no sense to start Mitch now. You start him now. He takes too many hits. Next thing you know, he looks overwhelmed like Kaiser, and it's all down here from there. And you, you're one in, one in two, right? One and three. He's gonna have David Carson from. I One know and three. It. Then he gets hit so much, then he loses all confidence and he falls apart. Yep. Hey, which is ironic, Dev, because as you mentioned, Lovey Smith, he was a Bears coach. Exactly. See, this is why I don't like the NFL as much. It doesn't make sense. Like I get it in the NBA why you fire a coach, and it you always see it with the bad franchises like Sacramento. Like, the one guy DeMarcus Cousins did like, you got rid of him. And then you give him a bunch of coaches he don't like, doesn't like playing for, it gets worse, it gets worse. In any sport, it's really easy to tell the good franchises, the way they're ran, versus the bad franchises. The owner's different. The coaching's different. The GM's different. And they don't stay bad for long. Chicago's one of those bad-ran franchises. Now, when their staple was defense, and they had guys like Brian Urlacher, they looked great, they had identity, they just never had a really good quarterback. Rex Grossman was okay, but he wasn't it. And I agree with that. Let's move on to the Miami and New Orleans game. Miami lost 20-0. Get rid of Jay Cutler! I don't have anything to say about this game, other than the fact that, one, it's in London, so obviously they're going to be off. Two, New Orleans' defense is not that good. It was Jay Cutler's stupid pick that set the tone of this game, and that was it. That's all I have to say about the game. Well, I'm going to go back off of that. Get rid of Jay, and the Saints' defense has been bad for years. The best defense they've ever had was 2009, and that defense hasn't been back since. And I even want to look at the stat line real quick. Did Adrian Peterson play? 
Wow, he only had four carries. Yep, he sure did. Oh, great. Well, you know what, though? As bad as Jay Cutler was leading the Dolphins, they made the Saints look really good. Yeah, they did. They really did. Like a well-run team. All right, so next game is Indianapolis Seahawks. Not surprised that Indianapolis lost because Andrew Luck's been holding that team together this entire time, right? He's he's held the team together, and you see, he he may not be the best guy in the league, but he's the I think he's the most valuable because if you take him away, look how bad they are. And then when he was healthy, the AFC Championship. Exactly. I feel like he's the most valuable guy in the league. Even though they got blasted. They got blasted by, like, for, like Seattle put 46 points on him. I like the Jacoby Brissett. I like him. Yeah. He can play. The guy can play. I don't know if Indianapolis is his last stop. And I don't know why New England traded him. But I like I like him. He can play. He could def. I wouldn't go to a terribly ran franchise if I was him. I would try to maybe go to Buffalo. They need a quarterback. No. Okay, so if you're Jacoby Brissett, where do you go? I'd make a case for... I would say the Steelers. Yeah. But Big Ben isn't done. But I think Jacoby should go to Denver. I think Denver needs a quarterback. They know that Paxton Lynch, he's not the guy. They think they missed on him. And they're literally one quarterback away from actually being competitive, so... If I'm Jacoby, I audition this year for half the season. I go to Denver. I make it happen. Okay. He's used to okay, playing in the cold anyway. Fair. But what about Trevor Simeon? What about him? Well, they brought back Brock Osweiler for a reason. Listen, I care nothing about Brock, Trevor Simeon. They're not the long-term answer. Trust me, Jacoby can ball. The guy is good because I almost didn't believe it when I saw the highlights. I'm like, he's playing for Indianapolis? Like, New England really traded him. He shows flashes, but he looks like he has the complete package. And if he gets more time to put it together, he can be really good. I mean, franchise hey, you know what? The Ravens. Yeah. They need somebody. Yeah, they Ryan Mallett is not the answer. Or he can go to the Giants and throw the... Uh, uh, Ryan Mallett is... The- no, I'm just kidding. I can't say that with a serious face. Nah, please don't. <laughs> I would laugh at you. <laughs> You're going to choke on your food doing that. Our next game was Buffalo doing a surprising upset. Yeah, you guys are at the top of your division now. I'm saying Brissett, 16 for 29, 157, a touchdown in that, on that pick. Not bad. He didn't get much help from Frank Gore, but hey. That was an awful pick six, though. You didn't watch that. Listen, I seen that. Listen, nah, I just watched it. I just seen it now. He threw He threw early. He threw it early. Let me mm. rewind that. It wasn't just that. It, he didn't look around the field. No, he, he's def. Well, he's young. He's definitely a one-read quarterback because he literally looked his man down. I seen him. He snapped the ball. He looked downfield for a split second, turned left, and like I'm replaying this replay right now. Every time, snaps, looks, throws, all in one motion. Trust me. Like he needs, he, he can't. But you need to keep an eye on your wide receiver. He doesn't have it down yet. That's why his legs are going to buy him time. Either way, there's still some conditioning there. He's ready. You know, that is the example of a quarterback that, you know, is ready to take rank and do what they got to do. Not somebody you just throw out there in harm's way because your main guy that you're putting $15 million a year on isn't performing like anything. Well, I'm sorry. When you give up 36 points to three. Okay. Look at it like this. In the second Would you half. rather have Jacoby Brissett back there? Making mistakes, making plays with his legs, and showing improvements, or Mike Lennon? I'm not arguing with you on that. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's another one for us. Anyways, but no, this Bills team looks legit, though. Yeah, I told you, man. Keep it together. Tyrod Taylor doing what he got to do. And that defense, 
I'm worried about next week because Jordan Matthews is injured. He broke his thumb. Oh, how long is the elf wear? Well, if it's a broken thumb, I'm assuming like two to four weeks. And it's like, we're doing so good right now. Let me find out. In it. They didn't put him on IR. Yeah, out indefinitely. Out indefinitely. Oh, Ooh, that's wow. not good. Is it me? Or is just to like go a little bit off, like go to a different game? Is it me or what? is it just like uh, our favorite receiver from the Giants? Um, is it me or he's like limping every other play on purpose? What? Oh, Odell you mean Beckham? like um, Odell, Beckham. Odell Beckham? Yeah. Is it me like he or does he get up slow when the camera's on him on purpose to just draw attention to himself? Is that is it just me or is he actually doing that on purpose? No, I don't think Matthews is doing it. Odell would. Remember like three weeks ago I was on the show and I'm like, Bills are tanking. I don't think they are now. No, the you Bills? guys are doing pretty good. They are. They're okay. I mean, who knows? You probably blow everybody away. I, I don't think anybody suspected that the Jets and the Patriots would have the same record. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody think that Antoine Bolden is really regretting his decision to retire? Nope. When you walk away, bro, walk away. You walked away yep. for a reason. Get away. But he said he would rule out going to the Patriots. Bro, walk away. That defense is horrible. They wouldn't keep you competitive. They're just in a slump. Who knows? Listen, that, that's they're not even Patriot bad. They're like like league history bad. Okay, they're not Dolphins bad. They're they're close. The Dolphins they're, can still they're turn pretty around. damn they're close. Time. Remember, they only had three games. We had four. They did their bye week week one. So then we go down to Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I am very confused by this game. I'm going to start with Jay because Jay like has like a soft spot for Baltimore. What happened? Implosion, dude. Flacco's not together. Mallet's not the answer. De- defense has holes in it. We're just hit hard right now. And the Steelers just came in and submitted the fact. We weren't even good in the week before this game. Yeah, oh yeah, you guys did you guys get blown up by Jacksonville in London? Exactly. Zav, what was your take on this game? Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> First off, shout out to Mike Wallace for fantasy stats. I lost my fantasy game, but that will oh, later. and sh- shout out to uh, Le'Veon Bell for the 35 carries and uh, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I think Big Ben is starting to look washed, and you can't throw the ball 30 times in the air with him and win games. Or, sorry, 40 times. So you have to mix the run with the pass. Um Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs. That's that's a given. They're a well-run franchise. They'll always bounce back. Their their uh, away record looks pretty good. As long as, I feel like all right, here's a, here's a recipe with Pittsburgh. You always win at home because they usually have eight home games. And then on the road, if you at least break five hundred, you got a shot. But the Ravens look terrible, man. Like they're definitely. There's okay. They're gonna be competitive in some games. They're gonna win games because Joe Flacco isn't gonna be terrible every game. But they have no identity on defense. Their quarterback, and mind you, I felt this way even when he was playing at UD. He's a big quarterback, pretty decent arm, just really average. And he lucked up one year when the defense was really good. He's pretty much a better Rex Grossman, but his defense was better, and he rode the perfect storm to a Super Bowl win. Sound about right? Yeah. Well, the the biggest problem, though, too, is what is going on with Flacco right now? Bro, you, we know he's average. He's been in the league for over 10 years. He's average. Yes. He's not good, but he's not great. And he's not that bad to where you have to sit him. He's like that friend that's been your friend so long, you kind of just let him figure it out. That's Flacco. 
Wait, you don't think Ryan Malik could lead the Ravens to the Super Bowl? What? No. You know, no, there I are times not. I try to figure out why is he even over there. What, Ryan Mallet? Yeah. I don't know. Everybody needs wasn't a he, Wasn't he over there at the Texans last we were talking about him? I mean, when we were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, how the hell did he go to Baltimore? I have no idea. Blaine Gabbard still has a job, too, by the way. Well, you know, wait, that, that can't be helped, considering. Wait, wait, Blaine Gabbard has a job? Yes. Same Blaine Gabbard that fizzled out in... In Jacksonville, Blaine Gabbard. Yes. Okay. He is the third-string quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. But we can't get jobs in NFL? Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, we can go after that some other time, though. Dude, I can throw a ball at least 10 yards. I'm trying to sign up for somebody's practice squad. Blaine Gabbard has a job in the NFL. Sign me up. Who needs somebody on their practice squad? Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're going to make it happen. But get this. It's just like this implosion just came out of nowhere, but you got to consider Flacco's mileage is starting to catch up with him. Eventually, they are going to have to find somebody to fit that void. They've always had a great defense, but a lot of their boys have been hurt too. going to be some wear and tear here as we're going into week five and everything else. Okay, look at it like this. So the Ravens are in a similar position to the Redskins. They don't love their quarterback, but he's still there, so they still need him. They're going to kind of ride it out till they can find something better. Right. The Redskins will never find anybody better than Cousins. But they think they will. That's the sad part. And Cousins is not doing anything wrong. That's the team. I don't think the Redskins have ever found a quarterback they truly liked and said, yes, this is our guy. We're gonna, He's going to take us to the promised land. And I think Kirk Cousins can be a franchise quarterback. He's just not Matt Ryan, and Rodgers, Tom Brady, Alex Smith level good to where he'd be like, yes, this is our guy. You know? Well, he was a, what was he, a third, fourth round pick for a reason? Yeah, I think he got drafted the same year as RG3. He's going to be their parent yes. backup. But I think that's the guy they wanted to draft all along. But I guess the owner loved RG3 so much they took him and then, you know, the rest, you, you know, we know the rest. But since we're dwelling on each game too much, let's just sum each game with like three words or less. Just We'll just run oh. through each one and <laughs> just do it like that. You got right, to sum the game up with three Cleveland. words. Okay, so Cleveland went... I'm sorry, since I went to Cleveland, completely surrendered 31 to 7. Here are my three words about it. Hugh Jackson sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to follow with this. Draft picks in the future. All right, that's four words, whatever. Jay? Offensive coordinator want it. There we, oh, that's a better one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Jacksonville right. Jets. I'm so effing lucky. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Quarterback for sale. Quarterback. <laughs> Listen Don't up. get Houston completely annihilating the Titans, fifty-seven to fourteen. Titans lost that game. Yep. Yeah, they got obliterated, bro. 14. Wow. Okay. See, that's one of them games I didn't get to catch. I like this Watson. My, my opinion in three things is I don't know. I like Watson. Huh. That's that's pretty much how I feel. Well, you know, guys, you can go ahead and talk about the games. This is the hour special. Go on. Oh yeah. I want to dive a little deeper. Didn't Mariota get hurt in this game? Marcus did get injured. Dang. Yes. I, I like him, too. Like, he's on my list of, like, quarterbacks I want to talk about when we get to that part. Oh, he's on your fantasy list. I yeah. know he is. <sighs> Listen, I didn't play fantasy this year, but if I did, maybe one year, but just I just can't do it. I have to round that Seahawks game later because that literally cost my fantasy team. I, I, I promised I would do that and my fiance's team, and I forgot all about it. And I would have won that game easily if I would have simply... I did not know Coleman was on IR for the Browns. And decisions like that would eat me up all week at work. I'd be like, oh, my God. I know. I was so bothered by it. But, no, for the Dallas game, Dak 
I don't get why is the Dallas defense struggling so much? What is going on here? Why not, man? Bro, Let it happen. It's the same defense. Of course, you would say that. It's the same defense from last year. The offense is the one that regressed. Well, obviously, Dak Prescott was going to get figured out because, like, how many check down passes can you do? Ask Mitch Trubisky. Hey, to be fair, to be fair, he is an upcoming project. To be fair, he yeah, still he, has to learn trust, his way. <clears throat> he was checked down king in the preseason. I'm just saying. Yeah, he I mean, was. He really he, was. And, and he was. But look, this whole thing with Dak is even Al and I knew that Dak was going to get exposed. And Ezekiel Elliott, well, he's in a sophomore slump. I mean, things are going to happen. Well, it doesn't help all that crap that's happening right now. That, you know, he deserved. You know, it's his own fault. Oh, well, you, you know, when your off-field antics catch up with your on-field antics. Uh, for Houston, Tennessee, though, what happened to Marco Murray? He had that one good year with Tennessee, and he just completely fell apart this year. What happened with that? Listen, Mariota had more yards. Like, he averaged more yards than him. Because DeMarco Murray had, like, seven touches and for 31 yards. Mariota had four touches for 39 yards. Had a Suck. long... Like, that's bad. And Mariota got hurt. And Matt Castle wasn't any better, but... Yeah, isn't here nor there. Well, if Castle has to start next week, uh, I'm expecting a lot more touches for him. Listen, I don't know what happened. Maybe DeMarco Murray just... I, I don't know. They said he does not do as much. We got Detroit going to Minnesota. Minnesota fell... 14. So I have nothing to say about this game, really. Just Matt Stafford's better than Case Keenum. That's it. I told y'all about Matt Stafford. I told y'all. Bridgewater. That's all I gotta say. Teddy Bridgewater. That's it. Hey, if they had Bradford back, I think Minnesota would have won this game. No. Bridgewater. If Bridgewater came back, oh my god, you guys in your Bridgewater fanfare. Bridgewater. That's that's my only word for this game. And the Giants yet? No, we didn't, but actually, you know, we can go ahead and touch base with that. Okay, um, three words for this one. Bright future Tampa Bay. Yeah, I like Jameis Winston. I like him a lot. These, these are one of those very few cases where the the first two quarterbacks gone turn out to be successful. Like, the Titans are competitive. They're a fan of quarterback of Marcus Mariota. Jameis Winston is showing improvements, and he's going to only get better. And... If the Giants get a top pick this year and end up getting a quarterback, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if I'm the Giants, I'm like, you know what? Let's just be really bad. Get a franchise quarterback. We already have good receivers and we got the right personnel in place. And we're right back at the top. And now we're relevant for the next 10 years. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. If you're Giants, you're 0-4. You can only go down from here. Why not? Oh, so you're thinking that... The reason for all the Giants' problems is pretty much the offense and not the coaching. I mean, listen, the coaching isn't helping. But I'm like, if you're this bad already, if I'm the GM, I'm like, hey, let's get worse and get this draft pick. So a purpose tank, huh? Works in the NFL. Oh, by the way, Al, uh, we, last we left off, it was Giants and Buccaneers. So me and Deb already said our pieces. How about you? Giants and Buccaneers. Three words or less, bro. McAdoo should be fired. More, but all right, I like it. I did four. Yeah, not bad. The dude's incompetent. He has no idea what he's doing. Well, you got to take it from him, Dev. He knows incompetence. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> oh, God. But, That's but, but, another but, show. But, That's another but, show. But, but we'll keep going. <laughs> okay, so did we do the Oakland-Denver game yet? 
No, no. we did not. Okay, so um, Raiders and Broncos, guys. 10 to 16. No fly zone. The Sunday nighter first injured the season is that Kobe Brissett. Oh yeah. He's got like what, a huge back injury now? Yeah, he's out two to six weeks. Damn. Who's the second in command now I think about it? EJ Manuel. Oh my god. Their <laughs> season is screwed. Well, I don't know. Don't you think we've been a little hard on EJ? In Florida no. State we trust. We haven't been hard enough. <laughs> Trust me, I saw this guy play for Buffalo. I saw him he play for Florida State. Good. He looked great. You did not see him at Florida State. <laughs> yes, <why>? I did. <laughs> no, you're full of it. I, no, you. Then what happened with him with the Bills? He was awful. Uh, listen, I can't account for what he did in the pros. I'm saying college career. I'm talking strictly college. He shouldn't have been a first round pick, though. He should have been a second or a third. Oh, EJ like Manuel starting in Oakland? Yeah, he's the guy. Wait, how long is David Carr out for? Two to six weeks. <sighs> and it's a back injury, Dev. <sighs> I've seen EJ Manuel play. He's not. He's going to get injured. And Marshawn, we trust. That's all I got. Well, they say he yeah, can't... 1.9 yards of carry last week. And Marshawn, well, we trust. Listen, Beast Mode got to be back better than ever. Well, keep in mind this. They say he can run the ball. Yeah, a whole yard at a time. And they Listen, said that he bring, get, he beat Baltimore as a rookie. Beat, bring back Beast Mode. That's, that's it. That's all I got. Because if David Carr is out, you got to bring that back. Because I, I don't trust EJ Manuel. Allegedly, he has played for this offensive coordinator before. I don't get why that guy is a star over Connor Cook. Connor Cook, it was his rookie year. That's why he sucked against the Texans in that playoff game. Or well, better, why didn't you just simply uh, keep Matt McLean? Well, how was EJ Manuel an upgrade? Some He's upgrades, not. my friend, aren't always considered upgrades. Keep in mind, now, they say Todd Downing is in his first season as the offensive coordinator, and he was one of your um, your quarterback's coaches, Al, for Buffalo. Yeah, I know. Manuel started four games under center in his second season with them, so maybe... Yeah, there was a reason why we signed Cal Orton that year. Okay, well, moving on. Okay. There, there's there, there, there's no there's no way to keep this ship afloat then. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Okay, Doug Marone, right? That year, I know the year he had a quarterbacks coach. I remember yeah. the year. After four weeks, Doug Marone got so fed up with him, he benched him for Kyle Orton. Well, Dev, uh, yeah, yeah, Dev, you all right? I, I got I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I think we, <laughs> we got. And move. I like Doug Marone as a coach, like. And Listen, for I like some Smith as a coach. reason, Doug Whaley was so insistent on keeping EJ Manuel that Marone's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Listen. <laughs> and Orton retired. <laughs> and then Doug Whaley went on his happy trails after uh, Ryan did. Okay, look at it like this. Listen, every coach had that one quarterback that they believed a little bit too much in and just didn't know when to give up. In Marone's case, he just did not He's like, he saw him play. He's like, you suck. Orton, come in. I'm bringing you out of retirement so you can at least save our season. I don't get that. If you got to bring in a quarterback to save your season, isn't your job pretty much like gone? I don't know. Here's the thing. Um, Cal Orton went 9-7. Brought the Bills to 9-7 that year. Uh, our first winning season since 2002. Ron knew what he was doing. After two years of him developing under the Buffalo Bills project, he played Week 17 with your head coach right now, Mr. Dev, Anthony Lynn. Oh, the Anthony Lynn? Hmm. 
the Anthony Lenny. <laughs> he was our uh, excuse me he, while I sip this sprite. Yeah, who I said. If anybody hires them, they are the stupidest people in the world. And any team that is dumb enough to hire him, good luck. And guess what? Your team, right when we were getting ready for the Cyclone on the first episode, they hired him. I could not stop laughing. I'm not in charge of personnel, but if I was endorsed by Sprite, I would say, why hire him when you could drink this nice, cold, refreshing Sprite? That's all I got. The guy who, like, it still blows my mind. You guys could have had somebody like Changeli. He would have been a better coach. Because Philip Rivers, two steps, pass. Two-step pass. Take a step. He's, he's not a two-step guy. He, he's a definite dink and dunk it type of guy. Win you the game. Trust me. Ever since that, I don't know. It, I don't know if the LA traffic's gotten to Philip Rivers or something, or he has to take an Uber to get to get to work. One hundred years, heritage uh, and innovation have made Gillette just, the number one shave in America. This is not helping. Now get this man was an offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Can we just give up on uh, Melvin Gordon? Yeah, yeah, I would like to. I don't know yet. I would what, like what that mean? very much. What do you mean? I mean, I still can't believe how like, you guys have Travis Benjamin. You guys gotta utilize him more. Okay, we have Philip rivers philip rivers and we can't do anything with him dude listen listen when legarrett blunt the same legarrett blunt that gave up on pittsburgh and went to new england to go win a championship it has more rushing yards than him when that happens it's time to move on you know, it's weird i'm surprised you guys didn't go after adrian peterson like he would have done something good for him out like that would work. Know, knowing Anthony Lund, the way he calls his offense, and yes, I watch every Bills game, by the way. Unfortunately. Knowing him, he would get an average of 2.1 yards a carry. Anthony Lynn is an idiot. I swear <laughs> to God. Well, <laughs> hold on. Can we, take a, can we take a minute to acknowledge how pissed off Philip Rivers gets? Where he's so yes. mad, he takes off his helmet to yell into the mic. Yes. Yeah, because Anthony Lynn is an idiot. How was he even considered to be one of the hottest head coaching? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to do a rant. Go oh, shit. Oh, uh, come on. I am, come on. This pissed me off all offseason. You had Lovey Smith and all these other head coaches, but one of the hottest coaching candidates was Anthony Lynn. Why? He led the Bills to an amazing 6-10 and 10 record. And then when he finally got to be a head coach and he picked his players, they sucked. They were awful. I have seen this numerous times with this guy. Yeah, he's a competent offensive coordinator, but he is not a head coach. I said that since week three of last year in Buffalo. I said, But for some unbeknownst reason, they were so convinced that this guy is a lead head coaching candidate. Sounds Why? like the next coach we're going to talk about in the next game. <laughs> you you want to call him anything else while you at it? Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and get off your chest. And I just said any team who hires this guy to be a head coach is an effing idiot. You want to call him anything else while you at it? You know. Yeah, yeah. You got, you you got one more in there. Chest? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'm done. I, I really have no opinion on that. I just knew the Eagles would win. That's... Yeah, it was really a clean win, so that's why I'm not even going to gloat about it. Besides, I got respect from my boy, Dad. I listen, actually, I, he's going I, through I, too much trouble with these teams. Listen, man, I, back to San Diego. That's all I got to say to them. Yeah, and fire Anthony Lynn. 
Next game, Carolina Panthers and the Patriots. Oh, shout out to Cam Newton for bouncing back. All right, I got to say this, man. We need to throw a, re- a red flag got to be thrown for, uh, well, sorry, let me do the three words or less. New England needs D. Like, I don't know where their defense is going. Like, it's, it's going to historically bad at this point. It's not historically bad. Well, there's it's, a reason why everybody's happy now. Listen, it looks bad, man. Like, Carolina put up 33 points on you, man. 33. Like, in a kick. Exactly. Like, it looks bad. It looks bad. Because they had that one. It was 30 to 30, and then that kick happened, and well. Their defense that's... isn't doing them any favors. None. Like, none whatsoever. Is that the last game? No, the last game would be the Redskins. There should be a hashtag. Hashtag fire Anthony Lynn. Listen, my own 16 Bengals hashtag got ruined because of you. Dude, oh my God. Dude, you had to take a cheap shot at me because I bashed your head coach? No, man. We was riding the gravy train to 0-16 in Cincinnati. Y'all had to come along and be worse. Y'all couldn't just win one game? You're 0-4-2. Listen, do you think I want my Chargers to be 0-4? You think I want my Browns to be 0-4? Well, you, you kind of should. So you well, yeah, yeah, oh, shut up, there. dude. You're doing a good job, though, Al. I am so done with this guy. Actually, I don't That's even funny. know why you're mad. You're you're like the top of your AFC division, though. You mean the bottom? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Bills, dude. You're I winning know. in one area. You're like Two-Face. I know, but the thing is, Dev keeps trashing me about the Browns, and I don't like well, it. Well, I keep trashing you about the Browns. Listen, we're going to do this. I do it on my own show, too. We're, we're going to keep doing this. This, this is oh, like yeah. a never-ending oh, story. Oh, this will happen all year. Oh, yeah. This will probably happen for years. Hey, by the way, about that Washington Redskins and Chief game. Yeah, let's start with that. The Chiefs are on fire this year, huh? Shout the out Chiefs to Alex Smith. I think they're Super Bowl favorites at this point. This team is, um, Alex Smith knows what how to get done. Listen, I'm not getting in over my head because regular season success doesn't equal Super Bowl. Thing is, I don't want Alex Smith catching fire too early. I feel like he could still get better. I feel like them losing a game this year wouldn't hurt because how many times do teams go undefeated in a regular season and end up winning a Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? So... I don't want them to be so highly ranked that they get beat like divisional round and then it just doesn't mean anything anymore because it's always the six-seeded team that kind of like sneaks in and gets hot, makes a run. Kansas City is legit. Don't get me wrong. Alex Smith is the truth, but I just don't want him to be get so hot and then they cut on fire all season long that when playoffs come... God disappears, which I, I would hate to see that happen. And I, listen, I'm an Alex Smith fan. I feel like he got treated wrongly in San Francisco on his way out. He did. He did. He's doing so well over in Kansas City that we really don't even think about San Francisco unless you're really in the sports. Yeah. Oh. Because it's uh, like night and day. Yeah. yeah oh, I didn't really do my comment. I think this Chiefs team is legit, though. It's not like a Patriot, like 60. I don't think they're going to go 60 out now. But the thing is, this team, no matter what they do, they literally they play to win. They're not dominating. They're playing to win. They're smart enough just to win. I think this is the Super Bowl contenders. Jay, what's your thoughts? I don't want to really say Super Bowl, but I already know that they're locked in for playoffs. Okay. And you see, since there's about a fourth of the season over with, I'm just wondering how long they can keep it going until like something really happens. Because somebody had a, a severe injury happen to them. Was it not like two weeks ago? It was that one defensive player. 
Yeah. Eric Berry. Yeah, Eric Berry had a significant injury. And I'm just wondering how long they can keep it going because, you know, see, we're starting to get into that second quarter of the season where Terra is going to start to reveal itself. See what I'm saying? The real team set her face in, in the second quarter. So it's going to be amazing to see what happens. I mean, I'm happy that the Chiefs are doing good. It's a stronger showing than what they did last year. You know, even though last year they were contenders, this time they are that team. They are pretty much what every Patriot fan would like their Patriots to be right now. So me, that's pretty Patriots cool. don't want to be themselves all the way. Look at their defense. I'm just saying. You know what I mean. I know. Now let's go back into it. <laughs> all right. Like, so. like the thing is, we've been so good about the Chiefs, though. We forget about the Washington Redskins. Now, those are the Eagles contenders because, obviously, the other two teams aren't doing anything. But the Redskins, however, what do y'all think? Now, they could have won this game. They could have. They could have won Chiefs this game. the defense is strong enough to get it done. Could have, would have, um, should have. I don't think highly of the Redskins this year. I just don't. Like, they, they lost too many pieces. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the subtractions they made, but <clears throat> at the same time, can you just do me one favor and commit to Kirk Cousins? Because I don't see anybody else that's on the market that they should be going after because they could have went after Jacoby Brissett they didn't trade for him he was a nice young quarterback like I don't know what the Redskins are looking for in order to kind of like you know well you both said a mouthful because I can't think of anybody even during the guest portion of this show that wanted the Redskins to do anything and I can't think of a time when the Redskins actually got what they wanted. And I'm but, including Albert Hainsworth. Yeah, but, like, can I just, like, commit to him and stop, like, playing? Stop doing the dancing and just freaking sign the guy? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Nah, we're right. going to have plenty of more dancing to go on throughout this whole season. Since, since and then, of course, no. Since we're talking quarterback, let's, let's play your top five favorite young quarterbacks in the league they could be rookies they could be in the league for a couple years just your favorite young quarterbacks that you want to see like do good in the league or do you feel like it's going to be the next wave of like the the top tier quarterbacks go ahead first Al. well number one obviously kaiser because i just hope he gets it you know the the kid really wants it, but yeah, I mean, I just there's just something he does have the intangibles. He just holds on to the ball too long. Number two would be obviously Blake Bortles. Jacksonville just needs finally a long-standing franchise quarterback. Blake, Blake really, Bortles I, says, "Hold on, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but man, he can't. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's twenty. He, he's he's, he's a fumble waiting to happen. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. He he can get it done. Um." When he wants to, and when the like, when he has a program around him, he'll get it done. I, I actually believe in Bortles, and I know a lot of people won't agree with that. But like, the number three young quarterbacks, there's so many old quarterbacks. I'm like, I guess number three would be Tyrod Taylor. Like, he does have the tools, the physical tools to make it. But the thing is, can our offense? Can he actually throw the ball down the field, make it work consistently? I don't know. Number four and five. Well, Jared Goff, he's going to be awesome. What a difference a year makes in a new head coach. Oh, yeah. Can we just throw out? Jeff the, Fisher sucks. The, I agree. Well, not only that, the Jeff Fisher effect, like when he leaves, like the team automatically gets better. Like, is this that a coincidence or is it just me? Well, no, the, no, Titans, no. Have, the, the Titans have not made the playoffs since. But they're better when he left. Mariota is the quarterback. They're looking better. They're making strides. 
Doesn't he have well, a like injured hamstring now? Yeah, yeah he has an injured he, hamstring, injured but he can week. bounce back. Yeah, he's gonna bounce back. It's not it's not like career ending or anything. Seriously, if the season relies on Matt Castle, that team is screwed. But you know, out of what Deb's saying though, there is some truth to that one. Well, I guess Jameis Winston would be the number four because the dude's gotta stop throwing picks. Okay, that that's your five. No, that was number four. No, I thought James Winston was number five, and you you did Jared Goff and James Winston, Tyra Taylor, Deshaun Kaiser, and um Blake Borders. Okay, I'm good. All right, All right I, I only agree with two of those. Okay, my five: Derek Carr, James Winston, Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, Kaiser. Nope. I hate you. <laughs> Listen, I I like the guy, but he he's not he's destined to fail over there just because of the franchise. No no knock against him, but. He doesn't have a chance. Not over there. He has to get out of there. But number five, number five, number five. All right, Jay, you're five. Okay. Well, there's Garoppolo because he's going to be the future for the Patriots. And he's stuttering under the right people. And then there's Jacoby Brissett. Alex Smith is 33, and he's having the best career run right now. You got to give him that. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes for backing him up. Of course. Dak Prescott because – my number one needs a rival. Yeah, we never. We Carson never, Wentz. We never. Oh yeah, I, I didn't even touch. I him. forgot about Wentz. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, he he's I easily just, overlooked, but he's good. Yeah, like you know, like but, I uh, had to put Dak at number two, so but, you figured that I was going to put Carson at first. But I just don't think I don't know. Dak is weird to me. I just don't think he. Uh, there's just I mean, something the, about the Dak, guy can ball. Dak the guy can, can play, ball man. When he I can mean, play. He can play. My problem with him is just there's a something about it that is going to be this year or next year. He's going to be completely figured out. Well, he's already figured out right now. I yeah, remember. Trust me, it only takes about a year for like. Remember, the Wildcat only got figured out in a year, so it only takes NFL teams a year of game tape to figure you out. It doesn't take long. He's still a damn good quarterback, though. You know, it's just that O line that surrounds him. The O line is like one of the strongest O lines. I don't know what happened. They're, they're not on the field. Right, look at their time of possession. Their time of possession is like 25th in the league. When your time of possession is like there, you keep your worst part of your team on the field, the defense. You keep them on the field, you lose games that way. And they broke even. Any last remarks before we get out of here? Nah. Take us home, Dev. Fire right. Anthony Lynn. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So. That's it for the Cyclone, guys. We'll be back next week to talk. Uh, there might be more basketball news. Who knows? Um, definitely more NFL. Well, is the first half of the season. Well, the first quarter of the season is in the book. We're going to go to week five. Tell us some stuff you want us to talk about on next week's rundown. And, you know, we'll give our opinions and we'll see you next week.